They call me the meat man. You ought to see me eat now. I'm the meat man. You ought to see me eat now. I got jaws like a bad trap thief, like a raisin on a mid-bag tongue with a scent of taste. I was born in Texas, the land of beef, but never cared about the greens showing the hell like me. Welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast. This show features the open-minded musings of two late 40s curmudgeons. Staring at the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. There's no one more relevant than me, your co-host, Bill Scurry of American. That's Season. not true. That's not true. There's Bill. more there irrelevant people crap. out there. Uh, yes, uh, there really are. The Sentinelese Islanders, the the mascots. Of, I don't get it. Uh, I am the founder and proprietor of something called American Caesar Enterprises, which is a quasi-legal entity, which was initially responsible for putting those tags on new mattresses back in the 1960s. Do they still have those tags? I feel like the last time I got a mattress, it didn't have one of those. That's tags. a good question. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, they may. It's been a while. I'm, you know what? I, yeah. when, last time I got a mattress, I did not pay attention to this particular right. specific quirk. You know, for, for those of you kids who don't know, there used to be every mattress had a tag on it with like info about how the mattress was made, and it would say in big letters, "Do not remove by penalty of law." So it became a joke that like, why is this a crime to remove this tag from a mattress? Mm-hmm. Of course, they didn't tell you it was. Once you own the mattress, you can remove it. Anyway, it was a running joke to the point where yeah. my favorite Tim Burton movie, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, yeah. has a joke about this when Pee-wee's hitchhiking and he's picked up by an ex-con who's still Mickey. got like, the handcuffs yes. on. Mickey. Mickey. He says, what did you do? And Mickey's like, I got angry and I took a knife and I... And he reveals that he, he cut off one of those... Uh, well, he's... he's he's. I love what I love about it. He's measuring his words and he's about to tell... Mm-hmm. Like, he obviously did a real crime, but then he looks at Pee Wee Herman and he sort of realizes that he has to temper the story a little bit. And so, you see... He oh, pivots. I thought the joke... I thought it was just a joke that that, in, in no. Pee world, that makes you a hardened if, if you go, it's, criminal. It's actually a really good... You think You think it's... The actor the actor Judd Oman does a little spin on it. He's like, yeah. he's looking at Pee Wee Herman he sees Pee Wee Herman starting to get a little terrified because he's getting yes. agitated and he says and then i cut the tag off one of those mattresses no, I, rather I, than I, what I, he actually did i didn't interpret it that way but but fair enough yeah good movies are open to to multiple interpretations mm-hmm. yeah uh and i am your other co-host my name is noah tarno i'm the founder and senior quiz master of the big quiz thing the trivia game show spectacular and those uh regular listeners know last week i was down with a case of the of the Rona. You were down with the sickness as uh, down with the sickness, yeah. COVID, and uh, got a negative test yesterday, but still a little uh, congested. So I don't know what's going on with this damn disease, man. I'm starting to think it's not fake. You know your um, your ego uh, and and your ability to, to get knocked down is so um, susceptible that even a negative test I think makes you feel bad about yourself. It's like you know it's a it's a poor <laughs> result. That is a problem. It really affects your ego. I know. <laughs> yes. The pro- my the prognosis is negative. It's negative. <laughs> um, I did say to someone the other day on the phone, I'm like, yeah, I tested negative. Like, oh, that's good. And I'm like, oh no, I'm sorry, I meant positive. Um, anyway, so welcome to our show. We are back. We were back last week. We're old men, getting to be old men. We talk about stuff that's happening that's new, that's hot. And this is a topic uh, I had read about this in the New Yorker about a month ago. Big article that was passed around, and actually, uh, you know, my nephews Adam and Jack Bylan. My idols, uh, they said I got to get on this topic, and they're right. It's a big one. Um, I found that great podcast from the, uh, the 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 Boston Public Radio podcast, uh, the Endless Thread, great podcasts show. Uh, WBUR Boston. W WBUR Boston, one of my favorite cities. Yo, Boston. Uh, so our topic this week is it's a social media thing, it's a politics thing, right? A little bit. 
it is a term that has been coined, not a pretty term. It's a new type of internet influencer. It is the meatfluencer. It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Meatfluencer. Bill, tell us the 1211 on what is a meatfluencer. Well, actually, speaking of um, whoever suggested this, I was told last night by our good friend Steve Flack that we were already late on on the Liver King on aspect influencers. of this. Yeah, fucking, I, I give Steve Steve's Flack, opinion man. of anything regarding our show so little credence. Yeah. Well, he so told us. He told carry me. Carry on. He said we should be talking about a, uh, I think she's an Icelandic songstress by the name of Laufey. Uh, I have not heard about her since last night. And I'm like, isn't that one not of the Frost Giants? Yeah, I have no idea. We're in spite of what Steve Flack has enjoined us from talking about, we're gonna we're gonna flout the rules and we're gonna talk about meat fluencers. As Noah said, it's a rather clumsy neologism. The portmanteau of the word meat influencer, I have to believe, is what it actually okay. technically is. An influenza. You have An meat influenza. influenza. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so meat influencers are, as you might have guessed, social media figures, of course, uh, who use their bully pulpit to evangelize an all meat diet. With no intrusion from vegetation or anything which doesn't have a face or cannot itself bleed. Although they're, I guess, they're a little inconsistent on that, but yeah, yes. I guess technically plants can bleed if you, you know. The, no, I mean they're inconsistent on whether they yes, yes. say no vegetables. Are yes, yes. No, I'm saying it's like, I was just thinking about, you know, faces and bleeding you think are, you know. So this, this diet has been under discussion for decades in one form or another. A few published researchers began to equate the so-called paleolithic, paleolithic diet uh, with some sort of golden mean of human existence. The thing that essentially uh, had the, I guess, amongst the Homo erectus and the Australopithecus, it's like they equate this thing that when human beings started consuming uh, muscle tissue but, is what... By the way, those weren't human... Well, I guess it hasn't no, defined human beings. Right. But they were different species. Homo. Yeah, they were different species. You know, the, the Homo sapiens is, is the one that, like, got the expanded brain. You know, like, it was somehow the reasoning was that the meat of organ meat and, and you know, like, rip, ripping that, into a That is a master. mostly debunked theory... Oh, sure. ...that a lot of meat influencers hang their hat on. That the reason our brains grew and we went from, you know, just monkeys to, like, people is because we ate meat. It is... A theory. It has been mostly debunked. I believe the prevailing theory is that that is one of many reasons. Yes, yes. But these guys like to say that is the main, if not only, reason. And they they think that their needs. the whole process only took 38 years to happen, too, which is even more <laughs> exactly. dubious. Exactly. the I lifetime think. of one guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just ate a lot of meat. He got smarter. And he had a, a thousand children. And that. Yes. So uh, the the original man, and I wrote in my notes with the capital O, capital M, he was, he was in total homeostasis with his body and the world around him via only eating raw what he could hunt and kill. Uh, you know, ripping into muscle tissue and organ alike before the capacity to farm crops came into existence. You know, that's when we started to get flabby and we fell apart and the whole goddamn thing went to shit after that's that. That's it. The next thing you know, we have, uh, you know, orange theories on every corner and, and Dunkin' Donuts. Orange and, theories. <laughs> Sweet green. The first sweet green I, came around that I, time. I got mad at orange theory like two years ago when I was looking for an apartment because I was looking at this place a building that didn't have a gym. You know, I'm spoiled. My building is a gym. And I'm like, oh, I don't have a gym. You know, I got to go to the gym. So I, I, I talked to the, the people showing me the apartment. I'm like, oh, you don't have a gym? They're like, no, but there's a there's an orange theory right downstairs. And I'm like, oh, great. So I checked it out while I was there. And I'm like, oh, I just want to go and like lift weights for half an hour. And they're like, no, we, we, you can't do that. We only have, I didn't realize orange theory only has classes. That's it. It's 100% of what they do. You can't so, just go in and do your So thing. after you got done beating to the death, uh, how long was your jail term? <laughs> exactly. 
So part of the reason I didn't go for that apartment is they they yeah. or is because Orange Theory sucks. Anyway, continue. So yeah, continue. So uh, flash forward to today, uh, where the Orange Theories are abounding, and you have any number of yeah. lifestyle evangelists who are adopting and proselytizing the all meat diet as a cure to all of society's modern ills. Including, of course, but not limited to things such as allergy, hair loss, joint pain, skin conditions, and and, and I would say no to you a whole host of other pseudoscientific claims. So uh, some of the examples of meat influencers include Piehole Jordan Peterson, who who you all know, I'm sure, or at least you know yeah. of him, the the, the yes. sort of faux intellectual Canadian yes. uh, professor who's a real douchebag. Yeah. Future Supreme Court Justice Jordan Peterson. He's a man who never saw a bad idea he couldn't make an entire living out of. Uh, and and couldn't, couldn't be pretentious and, and yeah. So there's there's this other guy, I mentioned the Liver King before. There's this guy named Brian Johnson, the so-called- yeah, Former lead King. singer of ACDC. Yeah, that's- Who came first though? That's what, who, who's, yeah. Who, who made who? Who made who, you might say, exactly. <laughs> I, I the ACDC guy no yeah the 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 liver king is younger than us so the ACDC guy yeah. must have come first yeah uh, so if you, you scroll through the corners of TikTok uh, today TikTok is where this really has taken root not that it doesn't exist yeah. on other so anywhere you could propagate pseudoscience believe me there's a home for this you find video evidence of, of intensely jacked up men ripping away at whole liver organs yes. with their there teeth there were also women there's steak and butter girl. Yeah, sure. There's Judy course. Cho, who's actually a nutritionist. Judy right. Cho. But you get the, you get who the are, who, These people are selling books, supplements. They're pushing an yeah. all meat diet. Yes. Yeah. So uh, dietitians and reasonable people, uh, as Noah has said before, have refuted a zero carb diet with evidence, actual evidence, scientific. Zero evidence. vegetable diet, I think, is more important. Do you guys remember it's evidence? A problem. I remember what that was like when I was a kid. We used to have evidence all over the place, and now yes. it's harder and harder to find. It's amazing. Scientists used to be looked up to. Yeah, they did. So, uh, yeah, the evidence that, that the body needs plant fiber, and, you know, and it needs a break from cholesterol. You got to get give your freaking, you know, uh, your body off the ropes from cholesterol, for Christ's but sake. Don't but, you know cholesterol is good for you? It's, it's full of vitamin C. It's cholesterol. It's filled with vitamin R. <laughs> it, it fills your T-zone with pure vitamin L goodness. <laughs> you promised me rat or higher. No, dog or higher. That's what it was. Dog or higher. Yeah. It was rats. Yeah. That's, All right. So, uh, rats, you so. know, I'll just, we'll just look in case our fortunes yeah. turn by the end of this, Noah, and, and if we somehow find a way to make money. Uh, what I want yeah. I don't want to let facts get in the way by the end yes. of this. We may, in fact, yes. change our tax yes. for all I know. But yeah. Well, you've. You've tipped your hand on what we think about this in general. You think these people only, be, only because we're shows. humans on Earth, though, with hearts. That's the only reason people, people you know, know how unfortunately, we feel about this. that doesn't uh, that doesn't guarantee it gets. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with what is not so bad about this. So there's really we're talking about the the, the influencers themselves, the meat influencers, which strictly speaking is a different topic from the idea of an all meat diet, which I gave an example of Judy Cho. I don't want to say she's the most. I looked at her; she's most legit. Because she's still not legit, but she's an actual nutritionist who sells books about eating more meat. Sounds wacky, but there have been snake oil salesmen, salespeople like this since time immemorial. Maybe there's something to this. Maybe there's something to be said for nutrition doesn't, you know, is mostly on the wrong track. Science has been wrong before. Maybe it really is better to eat a mostly or, or heavily meat diet than what we traditionally consider that. Maybe the scientific establishment doesn't have all the answers. I am a firm believer that when it comes to health, especially when it comes to pain, because that's, I, those of you who know me know I, I suffer from chronic pain most of my life. When it comes to health, that 
there is no magic bullet. One thing that works perfectly for one person might not work at all for another person. There are stories. We listen to this. We both listen to that 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 WBUR podcast. An example of a guy who's lost a ton of weight and gotten healthy from an all meat diet. Now he is one example, and they also say there might be other reasons because he cut out processed food. You know, maybe that's why he's in such better shape. I can believe that an all meat diet is good for some people. I am an example. My pain is an example of evidence that the medical establishment doesn't have all the answers. I've tried every pain relief technique, and at best, some of them were mildly helpful. So maybe, maybe they're wrong. But as I said, if it works for one person, it doesn't work for any, for, it doesn't necessarily work for anyone else. Real scientists don't talk this definitively. They don't go out there, I mean, some of them do, but science itself doesn't go out there and say that this, I am guaranteed that this thing, crazy or not crazy, will clear up your psoriasis, will clear up your, your, you know, your stomach ulcers, will give you more energy, will help you lose weight, et cetera, et cetera. They also, unlike the Jordan Petersons, you didn't mention Paul Saladino, who's a big one of these. Paul Saladino, MD, who at first was like all meat, nothing but meat, and has since had an awakening and now he eats fruit as well. They don't throw around techno jargon to impress people. So maybe there's something to it. But looking at these influencers, Paul Saladino, Brian Johnson, the liver king, Judy Cho, the steak and butter girl. Uh, there's someone else I looked at, Jordan Peterson to an extent. I mean, this is just a side hustle of his. And his daughter has also become a, semi-meatfluencer. She drinks like whiskey and eats meat and says that helped her. What did she say? Oh, arthritis. It helped her arthritis. But I don't trust these people because they're it's a grift. Half, half of these people have to be playing characters or, or started playing a character and ended up buying their hype because they're all selling stuff. The Liver King and um, Paul Saladino uh, started a business together and they sell supplements for like $68 a week. You could get like animal organs in a little pill. It's supposed to cure everything. What, what, sort, what sort of organs, Noah? Can you tell us some of the organs, in fact, that you might find in the pill? I mean, I think it's a little of everything. You, you want to point out testicles because all these oh, people I, seem to they literally, they're of, obsessed with testicles. They're obsessed big, with them. Big fans of mammal testicles, yeah. Um, you know, it's all just, it reminds you of the whole right-wing establishment now. They're just con artists. They're selling something. They're selling and, and they're so blatant about it. So I don't believe that. They're also phonies. These people are phonies. These people are so, and we're going to get into politics, but fine, whatever, suck on it. These people are so emblematic of the right wing right now. They're so invested in proving their masculinity that it undermines their masculinity. They lack this confidence. The, the liver king is this ridiculous looking guy. He's ripped as hell. He's got a big like Viking beard and he's chewing into the testicles. And I watched this TikTok video where he talks about how like, I don't believe the oral hygiene myths. I haven't brushed my teeth in 10 years. I don't bathe. I've never cleaned my beard. And here's my beard, the liver queen. She loves me. Like, yeah, right. And he's talking to this guy and this guy's like, yeah, I'm like that too, man. I, I have natural scent. Smell me. And the liver king's like, oh, I don't do that. Like some people, like he's so invested in being a tough guy, but then like he's afraid it'll make him gay if he smells another man. There's a video. That's the leading she, cause, by the way. Right, of becoming gay. He's like, let's try out Beyond Burgers. And he shoots it. He's, he's like, let's give him a shot. And he shoots it with a gun. Like, this is what these people do. If you're really confident, if you're really traditionally masculine, you don't have to prove it to anyone. And going out of your way to prove this stuff just makes you seem desperate. The video you sent me, this is what a king, he calls himself a king. A king eats for breakfast. He bites, what animal's testicle is that? It's, is that a, bull, a, it's a bull testicle, yeah. He literally bite, pulls it out of the casing. If you want the to scrotum, it was the freaking scrotum. It's a scrotum. It's a word for it. Thank you. K 
casing. <laughs> you kicked me in my casing. Um, and he's like, breakfast is animal scrotum and and scotch. I'm like, come on. Like, there's no way. And then, of course, the liver king has been, has been, um, that's the word I'm looking for, discredited. Because and he's ripped. He's ripped as hell. He's a really ripped. He looks like Randy Savage, for Christ's sake. He, no, he's more ripped than Savage. He's thicker than Savage. But he he's got the same hair. he's got the same whole oh, hyperbo- hyperbolic image as Randy well, Savage. Well, it's a does. it's a he looks like a pro wrestler, like his abs are so defined. Anyway, he revealed that he he said it was all natural for years. Nope. Not only has he done steroids, he spent eleven thousand dollars a week on steroids. Now I don't know what your basic run of like steroids costs. But $11,000 a week sounds high to me. You know, he's a fucking fake. All these guys are fake. Uh, Paul Saladino, who was interviewed in this podcast, they're like, oh, well, you you talk about how broccoli causes... He walks around supermarkets wearing a t-shirt that says kale is bad for you. Like, again, who cares? Why do you care what other people think? And so he says says that broccoli causes cancer. And the interviewer points out, like, well, on your website... Your evidence for that is one case study. And he's like, well, that doesn't mean it's wrong. According to science, it literally means it's wrong. Fine, maybe broccoli caused cancer in this one guy. But like, according to science, it does not, it is one, one thing does not add up to evidence. It is real scientists look at various pieces of evidence. Paul Saladino, MD, he always stresses he's a, he's a, Uh, and he's always like well what do you why why believe them and not believe me that he's a doctor he's a doctor doctor. yes he has an MD he is he says I'm double board certified A you know he says who cares about the board certification talks about because the boards he's certified from say his diet is bullshit one of his certifications is in psychiatry (laughs) and the other one is he just got board certification from some nutritionist panel again a a nutritionist panel that says a high meat, low vegetable diet is going to fucking kill you. These people are tool. These people are phonies, and they're tools. They're 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 playing the tune of the meat industry. The meat industry works very hard and has a lot of full time, heavily paid people to partially via social media to make you believe that meat is good for you and that meat is not bad for the planet. Which I think, I mean, I'm trying to cut down my meat, and there is a health thing, but more important to me is that meat is killing the planet. If we cut out meat and just ate fucking crickets and Beyond Burgers, it's the, it, that's the most we could possibly do to counteract the climate crisis. Yeah, I don't think that's a surprise. You, 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 stated, <laughs> you stated it all very well, and you know. The, Thank the, you. The, I, I got a little. I got a little more fired up than I planned to. But well, when there's whatever. a guy who looks in, and everybody who's in the sound of my voice right now, you should look for the. If you don't already know the Lyric King, look what he, look at what he looks oh. like. So it's, fucking ridiculous. It's a, it's a parody of a human being, and it's like I know yeah. that I know inside somewhere there there is a damaged little child who's weeping because yeah, his, his father his father made fun of him in front of people, and he was embarrassed. And this is the response now as you get this man. And granted, I don't know if he's he, is he harming people by doing this sort of um, you know farcical life that he's living. Yeah, probably because of anything. I totally think he and the toxic masculinity too. That's what that's, he's encouraging guys to think that being soft and nice yeah. and, and open and emotional and listening to doctors makes you a weakling. And this is how we got you know this is how we get Trump. This is such bullshit. Well, you, know, you know what the irony is? No, back in 03, I actually did lose. I, lo- I lost fifty pounds doing uh, Atkins, Atkins diet. And I I understood the the methodology. And I, I wasn't. Now, wait, really, I always get confused. Is Atkins the the high meat one? 
Atkins was like no carb. It was, and I no carbs. Yeah, I did. But no, they, but Atkins says vegetables. Or Atkins pushes vegetables on you. Right? Yeah, it was really okay. limiting uh, processed processed uh, flours, rice, okay. uh, grains, sure. uh, pasta, things of that, ice cream, things of that, like low sugar, low starch, low carbohydrate. And yeah, it, you know, it was it was weird. Probably the age I was at at that point, the weight fell off. It, it all it took me was about nine months to lose about fifty pounds. It actually went pretty wow. quickly. Good job. Well, you know, we have young metabolism. I could stand it. I could stand to have that now, but it's like we can't fucking lose weight at the age of fifty or thereabouts. It just but doesn't. You work. were. I mean, it was right. I met you right after you had taken off the weight, right? No, right before, and you did like. But but we weren't really friends at that point. We got I to don't know remember each other. you being that's thick, it but exactly. You, sh- you showed me photos, and you were a much heavier guy. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Were a much rounder guy. Let's be. Yeah, honest. and so like there was. I, I I get that the whole idea that had more to do with the carbohydrateism of all these things. You know, the fact that the American diet is so steeped in pasta, it's so steeped in processed sugar and flour and all those things. Like I believe that those things, out of proportion are not healthy for you for sure. Um, and again, not that bread is a bad thing, not by any means, but it's like th- these people are making a whole way of life out of demonizing carbs and, and essentially, yeah, the whole idea that meat is being exalted is less you know, about what you're eating and more about this idea that you were emulating the bearded caveman. The whole toxic masculinity thing is frightening. It's scary. These are, the the, the liver king is a man who scares me. If I saw him in real life, (laughs) I would be afraid of somebody who, that's a a warning sign when you look and act like that. If he hasn't brushed his teeth in 14 years, I'm definitely staying away from him. And and here's, here's my last note. I thought this was ridiculous because it's like, you know, the one thing we always joke about in terms of like your average caveman, Noah, is... The longevity. And I'm like, aren't we, don't we regularly make sport of like an old man caveman who's about 33 years old? It's like, do we really want to emulate this lifestyle? Scrotums and scotch. That's what's for breakfast. Just reach into this bad boy. Look at these prized possessions. They're all encased in all the testicle juices, all the good sinew, all the incredible nourishment. That's called light supports life. We already got a scrotum ready earlier. Took a couple of membranes off just to make it easy for the king. But I don't like it easy. More! So these guys really caught on. You know, most of these guys are pretty new to this. Like the liver king only started posting like two years ago or something. During the pandemic and or very quickly. This has got to be bullshit too. The New York article says about this. Like he, he, he never used social media. He didn't know what a meme was. And he started making videos and he basically hired like a social media company to work with him and they shot him to the moon almost instantly. Dear God, if I can get a, a, a hire a media company to do that for me. Um, so why is this caught on? Why do people love this stuff? Oh, I mean, come on, man. You you will never fail to make some hay for yourself. If you got a fat diet, I mean, fat diets, people were making jokes about fat diets back in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. If it well, wasn't. But, but why? But that's a good question. Why are fad diets so popular? Because it obviates work and it makes it seem like it's a shortcut. You know, it's, it's a I cheat. Know. I think cheat eating code. testicles for breakfast is work. Uh, I think it is too. I mean, this, this, this is like, it's a hack. You know, it's a life hack. The same reason it's like, why would you. You know, why would you go book a flight with, you know, the actual website of uh, United.com when you could sort of find some low cost carrier that sells you the flight on a remainder basis? If you make if you book the flight three days before you want to take it, maybe you'll get a last minute seat. I'm just saying as an example of, of you know, you're, you're finding a hack. There's a shortcut. Everyone else is just 
essentially they're all, you know, following in line, you know, being well behaved and leaving all this opportunity out there on, on the board. And it's like you're just running around snapping up like remainders that people left off. Um, you know, and, and, and that these guys are as you're getting the impression from what we're talking about. These guys are loud and obstreperous. And I, I know they're women, but I'm just I'm, I'm going to focus on the guys. Because yeah, I know they're the main thing. I, there's this one person I found. Uh, she's a lifestyle. Or, she's originally from Long Island, lives in Los Angeles. She she dabbled in adult film, but she's like a fitness model. And her she does a lot of stuff. Of, and it's fascinating. I think it's all the same thing. It's junk. But she like shows videos of her like chopping up pieces of liver in the morning and saying, I start every day with five pieces of raw liver. And she looks at the camera and saying, it's like, you got to stretch. You got to do yoga. You know, like. And I'm like, okay. Meanwhile, she's got breast implants and Restylane in her face. And it's like, what, you know, like, okay, I, I get that you're saying, you know, you're, you're going to tell us all how to live because you know better than we do. And it's like, you know, everybody, like you said, it's a grift and a hustle. But, you know, like the the the, the topical people we're discussing between uh, Saladino and, and, and Johnson, the liver king, you know, they're, they're supplementing charisma and yoked visuals to the to the dubious claims. You know, that you two can be a vascular looking freak of nature who subsists on a diet of testicles, you know, actually pulled out of a pulled out of a scrotum. I mean, we're not even kidding about that. The video has him inverting a scrotum and tearing the the, te the bull testicle out, you know. And then, you know, the, I mean, well, I can't criticize if you really want to eat that. You know, I know. And, and then but other parts of the dead animal. But like you so. said, he throws the camera over, not literally, but he throws the, the camera over to the tanned little blonde side piece that he's got. And it's like your reward. For, hey, side, it's his wife. They've been okay. married like 20 years. All right, whatever. I'm just saying it's like him of something else. I'm okay. just saying it's like the, 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 this whole thing in terms of like your stereotypical beautiful person. It's like you need to reflect this hyperbolic version, this cartoon version of, 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 of a human being. In order to get like this, you know, this beauty ideal, this person who looked like the woman who looks like she would be um, uh, uh, at home at a Mar-a-Lago banquet or somewhere, you know, some ridiculous right wing conception of what a what a beautiful person looks like. You know, it's all part of a interlocking puzzle piece, one after another, with your overflowing maleness. Re Republican drag. I yeah. love that term. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Um, well, I think one thing we've been <laughs> we've been focused too much on the testicles and the liver. A lot of these people are pushing you know, not something crazy like that. They're pushing like, hey, you know, I know you think vegetables suck. Saladino's got this whole theory that like vegetables are poison. Like because they can't flee from a predator, they evolve to have poison in their leaves and stems. So you are actively poisoning yourself with vegetables. Think of any seven-year-old who doesn't want to eat broccoli and wants to eat a hamburger. So they're telling you like, here's the healthy way to eat. Have steak and eggs, for, have bacon and eggs for breakfast, have a hamburger for lunch and have a steak for dinner. And not to me, more so when I was younger, a lot of people were like, wow, that's exactly, you know, again, the right wing thing. You get exactly what you want. Healthcare. We're going to replace Obamacare so quickly and the healthcare is going to be better and it's going to be cheaper. It's a child's idea of progress because fast, cheap and good, you can't have it all. Growing up, you realize that there are sacrifices to be made for progress. But no, they're telling you what you want to hear. So in some sense, this is popular because it's comfort food. You know, we're fucked. I think a lot of people might think, well, we're fucked in the environment anyway. We're fucked in the world. We might as well eat what I enjoy, right? It's why I come. I remember reading a great article after 9 11, New York restaurants all had to retool because the whole like gastro gastronomical experimentation thing was big right before 9 11. And now they have to get mac and cheese on the menu because people were so scared of terrorists. They just wanted comfort food. That makes sense to me. So I think we might be in a sense of that in a, in a state like that. So I think there are a lot of people who 
want to eat steak three meals a day because that's comforting to them and why not? I'm going to be dead anyway. And like I said before, traditional medicine does not have all the answers. People are very frustrated with healthcare and they're looking for other solutions, especially since people don't have adequate access to healthcare. You know, if we had universal health care, people wouldn't be as frustrated. But they but do have, they have they have adequate access to steak care, though, apparently. You know steak I mean? care, right. You know, in this interview with Saladino, he keeps making a point. He says, well, the medical establishment, they just give you a pill. We're, we're, we're telling you to counteract it. You know, how do you prevent it? And I agree. We need more of that in our healthcare system. But eating steak is not the way to prevent the illnesses that pills deal with. It's... I mean, maybe it is, but unlikely to me and people who know a lot more than me in the subject and, you know, nutritionists and medical professionals disagree with Saladino. So I'm going to side with them on this one. Um, I think the main reason this is popular is it ties into the culture war that we are, that is raging like a storming sea. Um, and like, I, you know, I criticize the right wing thing, the insecurity, the reaching back to the past, this mostly mythical past that... You know, our ancestors ate nothing but animals that they brought down with spears and there were bare hands, and that gave them a healthier life. By the way, that's been debunked as well. Pre-industrial, pre-agricultural societies ate plenty of vegetables. You look at the people now who still live, you know, still hunter-gatherer lifestyles, they eat a ton of plants. Let's get to the big reason. Why is everything popular, every bad thing popular according to me on this show, Bill? What's the number one problem with people and why we play into bad trends and believe bullshit? Say it with me, Bill. Say it. Media literacy. Media illiteracy. And like I said, big meat and big toxic masculinity know that pushing meat on you is good for their agenda. It sells more meat. It gins up the the quote-unquote myth of climate change and it makes people hate women and minorities and queers and men who cry once every 30 years. We just took down a Mongolian yak. And where do you think we're going to start? Of course, the liver first, because liver is king. No, would you have liked the meatocracy when you were a kid? Uh, Salad, you know, this is something in that interview. The, the guy's challenging me. He's like, well, you know, doctors and institutions and the Harvard Medical, whatever. And he's like, oh, but schools like Harvard are... What do you say? Plant-based institutions. Plant-based institutions, yeah. And the interviewer laughs. He's like, I've never heard that term before. Uh, so it's funny. I wrote down that like I wouldn't like this if I were young now because it's too masculine for me. And it got me thinking that a lot of topics we've talked about in the show. Uh, for example, I think just last week I said I wouldn't like Stanley Cups because they're too feminine. So it's making me realize that in my younger days and still to an extent now, I always felt I had to walk this line between I don't want to appear too feminine because I don't want my masculinity questioned. But at the same time, like I just have never had an affinity for over the top man stuff, you know, never being an athlete and never really being into never being a sports fan and never really being into that stuff. So, yeah, this is too masculine for me. I'm also too trusting of authority. But who knows what I'd be like if I grew up as a digital native, you know, to believe people who are this far out of the mainstream. But on the other hand, you know, I've said I've struggled with pain a lot. It started in my early 20s. I saw what felt like every possible solution. And maybe if someone came to me at the right time and said, you know, I you'll get rid of your pain by eating, you know, steak three meals a day, maybe I would have given it a shot, you know? Maybe I would have tried it. 
what do you have to, you know, what do you have to lose? I've had that attitude about some crazier things than that. I will say this, Bill, I'm suddenly remembering. In my 20s, I briefly went on a anti-diet, I called it, and I ate because I desperately wanted to gain weight. I had been very underweight for a long time. And I said, I want to gain weight. So I designed this diet myself. You ready? You ready for what this diet was? I'm ready. I'm prepared. Red meat at least once a day and a chocolate milkshake every day. And I'll tell you, dude, it worked. I gained about 20 pounds in about six months. And the weight has never come off. I've since gained 20 more pounds. And it fucking worked. It ballooned me up I to could, normal, normal skinny guy as opposed to painfully skinny and half the women I date dump me because they'd say, quote, I'm afraid I would crush you. I could see your ribcage, so yeah. It fucking worked. So trust me, that diet well, I might have been terrible for my heart, but it at least helped me gain weight. Uh, you know, I think, uh, yeah, tangent to go off what you say, I believe, I don't necessarily know if the content of, of the, the red meat, you know, I use that both literal, literal and figurative in this case, if that would have appealed to me, but the idea that like you, there is this uh, dance with masculinity that we all had when we were growing up in the 80s. You know, like what was not homosexual and what would not, you know, either somehow turn me into homosexual or, or get the claim, the, the exactly. accusation that I was homosexual yeah, as if that was a bad thing. But, you know, that is the worst thing in the world. It was the worst thing being, to be, gay. being a gay lord. Yeah. It's true. Everybody knows yeah. that. Gay lord. You're not just gay. You're a lord. No, it's, you're, you're, you're a gay like lord. landed gentry. You're the second earl of gay. Of gay. You're yeah, gay better lord. being a gay vassal is one thing. But you're in the, the gay the gay house of, of parliament, the house of commons. Yes. Uh, gay surf. I don't want to be surf. a gay surf. So, yeah. you know, the idea that you're looking at tiny undeveloped, underdeveloped men or at least under testosterone to men and granted, you know, I, I think I was looking at my watch until puberty hit, you know, until I was like late, what is it, late 12, early 13 years old or something. I mean, maybe between 13 and 14 is when I'd say puberty kind of came in and, you know, gigantic. That late for you. Yeah. I think it was a gigantic yeah. uh, well of insecurity up until that 15 point. 15 for me, dude, it was rough. Yeah, that's but that's my point is that. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna obviate the whole thing up here about about the the meat part. Just say it's like the idea that this is what masculinity looks like. I can't um, I can't say that that somehow would not have been the fish hook that got into my you know my lip on this one. You know, and I, I was I myself was chubby in addition to you know essentially what I don't think was being very hyper testosteroneated, which is not a word, but you'll go with me here. And I'm I was in the company of chubby or scrawny friends, so it was it was essentially like the crew of the unfuckables. You know, that we, we were teenagers who just read G.I. Joe comic books, did not date women and didn't understand, you know, what the sort of throes of adulthood would be. And so it's like, I don't know if I'm going to start ripping out bull testicles, but I think that I would have responded to this in some way. It would have had some sort of, unfortunately, a powerful magnetic north that I, in one way or the other, I think I would have aligned, to, if not gravitated to it, I would have aligned to it some way. It would have been a real... Um, you know, real push-pull in terms of being afraid of what these guys look like and thinking, but I've got to somehow creep closer towards it because this is what it looks like. I don't know. I can't argue with Magnetic North. It's just kind of weird in this case, you know? I did the carnivore diet for all of January. I lost 12 pounds, gained a ton of energy. My energy levels were completely flat the whole month. No ups and downs from crashing after eating. I had a belly. Oh, a lot of people made fun of me, fat shamed me. I lost all my fat. Is the rise, the popularity, the oxygen that people like this can get, the rise of the meat fluencer, is that in any way a sign of the looming apocalyptic state of the earth? 
I mean, come on, buddy. If anything is, this has got to be it. I mean, this is a spinning dark water hazard of Greek mythology. It's combining with bad eating habits, social media, pop psych, chicanery, toxic masculinity, and like you said, the ongoing culture war. You brought that up at the top of it. It's such an important part of this. I mean, there's nothing about meatfulencing that strikes me as being particularly healthy for a social scene, whether it's real life or people who sell books or even just TikTok, you know, like this is part of the thing that makes me think like, okay, TikTok may have entertainment aspects to it. But then again, this thing was sort of TikTok born. It, it kind of, it creates a sewer and it expands it and it kind of like keeps uh, a venue like TikTok down because it's so context free. It's just small bite size, well, yeah, so to speak, metaphorically speaking, bite sized punches of, of misinformation and bad imagery that sets people off, you know, that gets people to just adopt an entire lifestyle because you just want to, you yourself want to be the clip, the 30 second long clip of a guy gnawing on a testicle and, and, and you know, there was a bottle of Macallan Mac 17. You know, it's like the idea that he's using Mac 17 as some sort of badge of masculinity. It's like, I know what Mac 17 is. It's, it's a fucking fluid in a bottle. Don't make that, don't, don't make that into somehow the province of manly men as well. I don't want to have to think that my scotch love is somehow a masculine thing that, you know, makes me one of these guys. Don't, don't, don't oh, involve me in Like cowboys shit. in the Old West. That's all they, well, they drank whiskey. They drank. Not specifically scotch. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, you know, and I think the other part of it too, let's not forget about the, the, the carbon cost because that, um, I'm so glad the podcast guys really made a point of hammering that because we could just talk about the optics and that's bad enough as it is, but it's like, it really is. Um, I mean, no, it's. I mean, it's true. If we true. all stopped eating meat tomorrow, or at least the right. way we eat meat now, it's, it's, I mean, you want to go out and hunt a deer and eat that deer, that's probably okay from a climate perspective. Just, there's so much hopelessness already. We, right. I mean, I, and we, yeah. we both have, and, and everybody, you and me know, it's like we, we are terrified of it, but we're also we have climate hopelessness. But it's like, I mean, come on, we have to yeah. give, we have I, to I, fucking I think that's, start using I, paper straws or some shit. I mean, come uh, on. Stop using paper. Uh, yeah, no, paper over plastic. Hey, I say it again, and this ties to politics this year. If you give up, then we will lose. Yes. If you fight, yes. then we'll win. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's all. All to, and you don't even have to fight that hard. We just, we all have to do it. It's possible. It's not only possible; it's probable. I will say. How do you feel about I'm, the apocalypse? I'm ultimately, an optimist. Uh, all right. So I, I, I think at first I want to say it's not the apocalypse because I don't think they'll get very far. I don't think this trend will ever. I mean. This is the problem with social media. There were always insane diet trends and insane philosophies. And they didn't get very far because they had to be spread via, you know, Lyndon LaRouche's newsletter or whatever. The internet makes these things. <laughs> this is why we were awash in conspiracy theories. Something like he went on, you know, theories like that existed since time immemorial. Uh, but they. That was a guy with a sandwich board walking up and down Broadway. Right, they get back spread more now. This is why social yeah. media is going to kill us all. So I think this is just one of many insane philosophies being pushed around. And I think in and of itself, it will not get very far. But yes, the climate emergency, this adds to that, which is, I believe, humanity's most pressing problem. This is the last thing we need, need is people pushing in the wrong direction. And, you know, it's emblematic of, again, something we talk about in the show all the time, the death of expertise, the fact that anyone can take seriously a guy like Paul Saladino who gets there and says, well, you know, I'm just asking questions. And yes, the entire medical establishment and peer-reviewed journals say one thing, but I have one example that says the other thing, or I, you know, put my bullshit degree towards telling you the other thing. You know, they give equal weight 
to the scientific establishment, which has done the work, you know, maybe they're wrong. I mean, at least usually they're open to correcting it if they're wrong when they discover new things. But these things have been checked and double-checked and triple-checked and reviewed through a rigorous process versus one clown on the internet who says something. And the fact that those things are given equal weight, you know, this is a big problem. This is a, the death of expertise, and this can lead us down to the, the road to, to, you know, the flaming pits of hell. It seems like a good idea. It seems obvious that it's not a good idea. I mean, I right. spent so many years telling my kids to eat their vegetables. Right. I never thought I'd have to say it again now that right. they've grown up and they have kind of good eating habits, but here we are. No, well, let's round this son of a bitch out by talking about jealousy and the Florian scale. First, jealousy, tell me if this would have uh, elicited any feelings of envy. I feel like no, I've reduced my meat consumption severely. Not enough. Uh, I still eat too much chicken. I'm with you. No, so, I, I have too. I, you know, I, I figured that's actually a really good point to bring up because, um, yeah, I, it wasn't stated outright, but I too, I really try to barely eat meat. I, I agree with right. you. Yeah. I mean, barely is is me puffing myself up. I eat red meat well, on vacation. I ate a little too much, maybe once every two weeks, right? And I don't eat very much of it. Uh, I eat chicken too much, partly because the meal service I use is a little too chicken dependent. So I have a point that if I have meat for lunch, I don't eat it for dinner and vice versa. If I know I'm going to have meat for dinner. Um, I love fake meat. I think he's wrong about Beyond Burgers. They're great. I've said this. We live in the yeah. golden age of fake meat. Bring on the fake meat. Approved. If I could get, yeah. if I, and fake meat improves all the time. It's like freaking, you know, an iPhone. So if I could get fake meat as easily as I could get regular meat, I might, I might, I, I think we're moving in that direction. So I see myself eventually giving up meat entirely. If I could just easily get, you know, a breast of fake chicken, uh, I would probably just eat that. So I, I'm happy about that. And I don't really miss, you know, occasionally, I'm like, it would be, be nice to go to a steakhouse and get a real steak. But again, occasionally I can have that, right? But like, I don't eat hamburgers much anymore and I used to love them. Um, also, I feel good. I'm more secure than them. I'm not, you know, I'm in, I'm okay with my masculinity these days. And I'm not constantly like begging for people to take me seriously as a person and going over to the top. I feel good about myself, especially compared to how I was, I was constantly insecure as a kid because I don't need to perform this shit to know who I am. You know, maybe you think I'm a little girly man. I kind of don't give a shit. I know I'm a man. I know I'm he, him. That's who I am. You know, suck it if you can't handle that. You know, there are still little shoots of insecurity that creep in, but I'm more secure than these maniacs. So that makes me feel good about it. You know, I, uh, my thing is very simple, Noah. I enjoy regular BMs. And I can't imagine how if you are eating no fiber in your diet whatsoever, I, you must look like yeah. a disaster area. I just don't understand how you're living yeah. a life. I think there's a lot of things that interfere with that as you get older. Sorry, kids. Yeah, no, it's There could true. be a lot of reasons why you're you're having issues. Yeah, I, I don't want to look like these guys. But for I, you, I, hey, if that's what it's about, then, then you know, you made it work. I don't want to be confused with these guys. I don't want to associate with them. I'm going to leave the, the all-meat diet to the side because as a part and parcel of the meat fluencer lifestyle, it's like... This, I'm sorry, tars everything with a really meaty feather. You know, no, tars it with a meaty brush, I should say. So A meaty brush. A meaty brush. I'm going to be a painter, and my innovative thing is I'm only going to paint with brushes made from meat. Yeah. It's going to be like little tendrils of lamb. A hanger steak, yeah. A hanger steak. <laughs> and the, the, the paints will be made with like broth yeah. or gravy. And you, you will oh, be the first, man, the first man to have a Wagyu roller brush. Right. And then at my exhibit at the gallery, 
It's going to be performance art. I'm going to hang the paintings and immediately let a bunch of dogs in. And dogs are just going to lick the paintings. I like this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This sounds like a I've Marina seen, Abramovich. I've seen I weirder like shit than that. <laughs> so, no. What about the XYZ axis of uh, Jimmy, yes. Jimmy Fallon? Everything he touches turns to shit. Scale. What do you say yeah. about that? I'm back on hating Jimmy Fallon. Did I tell you that? Uh, I didn't think you really. I know you. You mean maybe the the distance from hating it was overstated. I th- I'm thinking right. you didn't I, go that far from it. I was more sympathetic to him because as we've done the show, I've encountered more topics that I think are more ultimately toxic than Jimmy Fallon. And while I agree, like no, nah, fuck him. All right, so this is really low. So take something relatively recently looked at that I think has some commonalities and it's pushing and it's nostalgia for the old. It's misguided nostalgia for the old days and traditional. Bullshit gender roles. So I took trad wives. Yeah, right? yeah, that's a good so one. We're pretty low on the list, but this is worse than trad wives. It's got the climate thing too. So then you add half of something that's even worse, which is deep fakes or whatever that deep fake program we did. What was that called? Uh, yeah, um, right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Who cares? Who yeah. cares? Doesn't, Doesn't matter, matter now. So let's call it deep fakes. So trad wives plus one half of deep fakes plus a sous-song of Matt Reif. You know, you got some of the masculine bullshit and a pinch of loud casting. It's like you're cooking here. It's less than, I, less this, than, is the, this is the new philosophy. Yeah, this is less, Trat, than, right. yeah, less an equation Trat, and more a dinner. Yeah, I like that. And more a recipe. Trad wives plus half of deep fakes plus a sousson of Matt Reif <laughs> and just a, just a pinch to taste of loud casting. Well, this is a commingling note of MMA style masculinity oh, wow. You're going right? back here anyway yeah. i want to i want to commingle mma style masculinity with the vapidity you know of, of one bad baby uh, or, <laughs> or as you know her badrick j babyson i believe is her full yeah, name the, the, the eighth yeah uh, and then touches noah speaking of the pseudoscience the potential benefit of the cbd oil movement which i'm not saying doesn't mm. do anything it's just sort of generally unproven and because you're going to I'll, I'll i'll make up some of the gap here because you're going to a recipe-based format a sort of culinary metaphor i'm going to say take that and multiply that times 3.15 and that holds up the mathematics okay, angle if you will that's that's you're, you're picking up on, on my pattern i'm doing my part i'm doing my part okay doing your part all right so how after doing are you gonna you're about to eat dinner right in your yes, time zone? yes are you gonna have meat yeah i got i got a couple of testicles here ready to go i'm, I'm a total hypocrite so uh you well, know testicles. Yeah. i got ovaries i'm eating ovaries <laughs> All right, everybody. I believe do, that, do people ever eat ovaries. Uh, there are, believe it or not, there are some Asian dishes that uh, there's on, on the Amazing Race. I saw there's, there's a soup which is made of frog frog ovaries. Uh, oh Jesus! Hey man, don't don't look at me. Yeah, whatever. What you know? If you're gonna eat meat, you can't criticize. I just work here. Okay, everybody. If you want to find past episodes of this podcast, look on Apple Podcasts. Look on Apple SoundCloud and Apple Google Play. Uh, tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Uh, write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Reviews on the aggregators, uh, oh, they, they feed the algorithm. We'll be we'll be algorithm influencers if we can. Uh, that's that's the fate we're eventually hoping to. We're not going to have meat. We're just going to be creatures of pure uh, public approbation. That's our job here. So uh, if you want to, I'm on, I'm easily reachable, easily reachable on at William Scurry on Twitter and on Instagram, on all the services generally if you want to find somebody or, you know, I don't know, maybe want to avoid me. That's fair too. I'm on YouTube at youtube.com slash amcaesar. I'm always posting little make-em-ups, small videos, memes, sometimes essays, all sorts of weird, weird-ass shit. And now here, Noah will tell you where you can find him. 
Go to BigQuizThing.com and learn all about The Big Quiz Thing, America's finest source of corporate and private trivia ads. Uh, our year has started off really busy. <laughs> I mentioned on Facebook, despite having COVID, I powered through creating quizzes about the NFL, uh, aspirin, and breast implants. We did an event for a company that makes breast implants. And we had some custom content about their business there. And it was fun. It was fun. Um, we got an NFL event coming up for corporate clients, so don't ask how to play. Uh, you know what we're doing now? We're doing a bunch of um, college alumni events because my college every year, Carlton College in Minnesota, has me do like an online alumni event. And like word's gotten around, so we have events for two other Minnesota colleges coming up very similar. So, hey, if you run a college uh, alumni association, get in touch at bigquizthing.com and find out how we can bring all your alums together for a fun and challenging um, celebration. Uh, corporate, private fundraisers, barbot mitzvahs, wedding parties. You hear that, Pearson University? Get up your ass. Yes. You name it. Oh, I've also been hired to do... Well, actually, that's a surprise to some people, so I can't say that. Yes. Uh, so, uh, bigquizthing.com, learn all about it. Uh, sign up for our mailing list. Uh, inquire today for a customer proposal. All right, everybody. So until the next episode, where me and Noah start proselytizing our new invention, a holy petroleum jelly-based diet. We, we don't, don't get it. it. An American Caesar Enterprises production 2024.